get it? Just started. Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Yeah, time to party. Time to wake that bear up. That's right. Bears California, and it is waking up. Uh, Every week we're seeing it more and more. A lot of victories. uh, Just really exciting. Uh, tonight, what we're going to be covering because it's actually a really good week, a lot of yeah. good stuff. Great, um, great I week. Like it. Yep. Um, well, uh, let's just say just before we get into it, uh, I'm Brandon Johnson, your one of your co-hosts. We've got Ron and Chris Hurst, Ron Powers, Chris Hurst here as your other co-hosts. Uh, we're excited to bring you the news from the Awakened Bear, as Ron said. The Bear is California, and she's waking up. Um, we are covering topics of the week and uh, what's going on in California, the Republic of California, and also what's going on around the United States and around the world. We're covering it from a perspective of patriot saints. We are Christians who love our nation, who think deeply about topics, and we use our voice to speak about what's truth and what God what God thinks about these things. And we really want to bring a, a Christian perspective that, to go deep in some of these topics um, we're, what we are seeing happen is a phenomenon where uh, Christians are becoming patriots and patriots are becoming Christians. And uh, we're in a very interesting time in human history right now as people are waking up. You know, that I think of that song, Jesus Jones, right here, right now, watching the world wake up from history. Um, I think we are seeing people wake up that there is a broken corporate media stronghold. Um, that has had a control of this nation for many years and it's being broken down right now. So we're, we're a part of that. Like so many others, we're questioning the narrative. We're seeing the lies that we've been fed by the mainstream media start to really fumble. And so, yeah, that's our, our focus for tonight. Before we, you know, kind of jump into some really big stuff, we do have an announcement. Um, we're going to be showing the letter to the American church film, uh, Saturday night, March 2nd, 6 p.m. at Convergence. And, I mean, it's a great film. Um, there's going to be some really great question and answer time at the end. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, a fantastic thing. Have you guys seen this film yet or checked out the book or any of that so far? Uh, parts of the book. Yeah, I've got a good friend who's the producer, one of the producers of the film, and uh, have been able to watch the process unfold is uh, she and her team have been working on it so and we're gonna have plenty of popcorn for people so it'll be a good movie night but it'll also stir you i hope uh, to help wake up some friends so bring people who may not be thinking along these lines we welcome uh different opinions but uh, we really want the church to think about what is our job in culture yeah yeah, and it's going to be at Convergence, which is just outside the, the Capitola Mall in the Convergence building, Santa Cruz Convergence. And again, it's going to be Saturday night, not Friday. People ask for Saturday night because it's uh, people don't have to rush from work to get there. So Saturday night, March 2nd, it'll be an official uh, showing. Um, so there's a lot of churches around the nation that are showing it. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great night. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. What are, what are a couple of the big topics tonight, uh, Ron and Chris? What are, what are the ones you're excited about getting into pretty quick here? Oh, I was, I, I got a lot of joy just finding uh, liars being caught, you know, with Fanny, the big Fanny. Uh, yeah, the big story, Fanny. So, yeah. It's a big that night, was, right? A lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, great wins, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the COVID, uh, COVID study, biggest of its kind, really showed the truth. And so that that's going to be a good one, too. I, uh, you know, it's eye opening. Uh, you know, it's not great news for a lot of people, but it's the truth. And that's Amen. that's what's most important when you have the truth, even if it uh, goes against you, at least you have a way to to uh, be, you know, correct it. Yeah. yeah. And we've got a win in the uh, Alabama a Supreme Court for where does life begin and what uh, defines life. So yes, lots of big, big, big wins. And and truth is so important. That's really one of our themes tonight is that uh, really a self-evident truth dismantles mainstream lies. So, yeah. uh, you know, the truth does set you free, doesn't it? Absolutely. The, it that sounds, sounds like some, that sounds like straight out of the Bible right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yeah. Yep. And those things that, you know, the word occult is a funny word. It, it means hidden. And uh, anytime you have things that are hidden and not transparent, you go, why are they not giving us the records? Why are they not releasing the transcripts? Why have they redacted things that aren't top secret? Why are they withholding evidence? Why are they twisting what I know is not uh, the real truth? Why are they twisting the truth? And these things uh, are important. Truth shines light. And that's what we want to see is uh, in this year of 2024 with the, the election coming up, we want to see truth. And tonight we want to bring forth some new truth uh, that was revealed this week. Yeah, you know, um, I'm excited to jump into the show tonight. I just want to give a couple quick communication parts. Um, this show, Wake the Bear, uh, and, and we're online, all of our shows. This is show 127. Woohoo! Awesome. But we're at wakethebearradio.com. So if you guys want, you want to find some of us, we've been laying down truth for a while now, going two years now of just laying down truth. A lot of us, I know for me, I got woken up during the uh, during the lockdowns, I just smelled something wasn't right. And so we started this show on KSCO radio, then brought it over to the internet. And, uh, but if you want to watch any of our past shows, they're packed with truth. Just pick any one of them. Um, Ron has put them all up there at wake bear radio.com. That's our homepage. Um, and you, all of our links in the upper right-hand corner, if you're ever going to the website in the upper right-hand corner, you can see all the links to all of the different um, places we're on Ron rumble and uh clout hub. Some, some on Facebook and YouTube, although some of those have been taken down because we're speaking too much truth and truth is not comfortable for those um, uh, organizations that are propagating lies. Um, but if you want to get a hold of any of us, you can email us at, um, for me, Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N, at wakethebearradio.com. Um, Chris, K-R-I-S, at wakethebearradio.com. And Ron, at wakethebearradio.com. And we'd love for you to reach out to us and uh, email us and we love your questions we love your answers even if you disagree i find some of the best thought that i have is when people disagree with me and i have to defend what i believe or or learn from that what they say and uh adjust what i believe so um but we do push the envelope we go to the edge of some of these things and and we're okay with being wrong here and there uh, because to really um 
ask deep probing questions and truth, you you have to be willing uh, to question the orthodoxy a bit to get to that truth. And so that's one of the things we do. So please email us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, at email us or um, yeah, reach out to us. So um, without further ado, how about we get into tonight's show? Chris said it. Self-evident truth wins big. Self-evident truth wins big and dismantles the MSM, the mainstream media lies. So mm. I, I think the biggest one is the, the life um, you know, the, the, we've had now Roe v. Wade struck down by the federal, um, you know, by the Supreme Court of the United States, pushed back to the states where it should have been for all along um, because the federal government doesn't have the right to make that decision. And now some really great wins have happened specifically in what what state? Is it uh, Alabama? Yes, Alabama is leading uh, the truth in uh in a, a new ruling. And it caught my eye because I have a son who's getting his PhD in ethics. And he, he uh, highlighted to me what are called the snowflake babies. And I said, snowflakes, what are they? And uh, snowflakes are in vitro fertilized babies that people who've had probably some problems getting pregnant, uh, they would have a test tube baby, baby. So they would they would pull several of the eggs from the mom and they'd uh, fertilize it with the sperm of the father. And there would be a an embryo conception that is made and then they would quickly freeze it um, and till they could implant it into uh, the mother. Sometimes they would implant it right away, but sometimes there would be five or six or seven or eight uh, of these uh, eggs that are fertilized. Well, in the in Alabama, the ruling of Supreme Court Justice Tom Parker, uh, who who wote the um, the decision and the um, the argument for in vitro fertilization, uh, they voted eight to one that frozen embryos that have been conceived in outside the womb in a test tube uh, are and are fertilized. They are humans. Wow. So I just want to say hallelujah. I think God is just, he is celebrating uh, about that decision. Yeah, that was a, that was something that was very black on our, on American history. Sixty six million children aborted. Uh, the, the 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 devaluing of human life, I think, was the beginning of the end for the destruction of, of what God had intended for America to be. And so to see that overturn and go back to the states, see the states start starting to actually you know, use their authority to say, listen, what was created in a fertilized egg is a, a biological creation that has never existed before where the, uh, the chromosomes of the mother and the father come together and create a brand new life. And that's huge. I mean, that you, so destroying that life. And it's really interesting because there's actually no animal on the planet that kills its own while it's in the womb, you know? So, it, you know, this whole, um, abortion thing is basically going against natural law and the God of natural law. Um, so interesting. That, that's a huge win. Anything uh, you want to say on that, Ron? You know, I, I just see that, um, you know, the logic of, well, the simplicity, you know, is like animal logic. They say, Oh, it can't be real. Cause I can't see it. It's not, you know, it's not big. It's not talking back to me, but you know, God is so much more above us. And I would just say that, you know, even though we might not be able to see it without a microscope, it is the beginning of life, you know, 
I mean, even the progressives would say something like, you know, hey, we believe in transferring your your conscious thoughts onto a machine and it's a real person because all those thoughts, you know, I mean, they think like that. But when it comes to something biological and so natural and it has something to do that interferes with their ability to have uh, unbridled uh, passion and sex and all that stuff, it, if it's tied to that. All of a sudden, it's like a no-no. And it seems like everything is tied to that. Don't tell me how to live. Don't tell me what to do because I want to do whatever I want to do, whatever makes me feel good. And this argument about, um, you know, this is a child, that doesn't make them feel good. And so as a result, I really believe it's tied to that. Uh, you know, if you had to go to the store every time with a test tube and, and do it that way, they probably have no problem with it. But since it interferes with what they want to do for pleasure, self-seeking pleasure without responsibility, yeah. that's the line that crosses for them. And I yeah. think that's why they fight it tooth and nail. And so I'm glad that uh, something is self-evident, in my opinion, is that you know it's a separate DNA and it has the potential to live and be the president of the United States or the world. You know, It has, uh, has all that potential, just like uh, first grader has a potential to to be those great things as well. Give it time, and so um, I, I'm I'm really happy that uh, enough people are recognizing life and not uh, thinking about their selfish animal uh, animalistic um, you know obsessions. Well, and and that's I think you you mentioned this, and I think you said this, Chris. You know, Justice Park uh, Thomas Parker. He actually, when he was asked about it, said, uh, "We hold these. This is a self evident truth." that all men are created equal. And they're like, oh, the fundamentalists, you know, Christian, you know, rights, right wing, Christian nationalists. Like he just quoted the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> we we hold this evidence to be, we hold these evidence, this truth to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal. That is, that is our founding document. That's what the basis of the Constitution is on the stacked on top of the Declaration of Independence. That's the philosophical and theological uh, belief system that you know gives us the right to be we the people and to to self rule because you know there's these these are self evident concepts, right? Yep, absolutely. Up, oh. okay. Unmute, Chris. Yeah, Tom Parker, he masterfully uh, really gave his um, his argument that the theological-based view of the sanctity of life adopted by the people of Alabama encompasses the following, that God made every person in his image. Each person, therefore, has a value that far exceeds the ability of human beings to calculate. And human life cannot be wrongfully destroyed without incurring the wrath of a holy God who views the destruction of his image as an affront to him. This is the truth of unborn human life. It's no less than any other human life. And even before birth, all human beings bear the image of God. So uh, he was very bold in saying this. And Tom Parker, who's the Supreme Court Justice, he has already very quickly been um, been ravaged in the press for for being even a, a fascist and a fundamentalist and and for thinking uh, these thoughts. And so keep him in prayer. Uh, he's um, 
whenever any of us make a stand that is against the enemy of our souls, um, we're gonna we're gonna incur the wrath of um, liberalism and of the enemy. And so, just know that uh, things are beginning. Truth is coming out. Alabama voted in the right direction, eight to one, for this mm. ruling. And I believe mm. it's going to make a way for other states to move forward. It also brings up the ethical question. They have to figure out. What are we going to do with all these frozen embryos that people said, I've had my child. What do I do now? And I think it's a beautiful opportunity to ethically, morally come together as people and figure out how do we adopt these frozen embryos? Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, actually, you know, there, there are people that want frozen embryos, you know, uh, people that are infertile. And I would say probably the older the embryo probably the more healthy in a lot of ways. I mean, mm -hmm. you think about how many vaccines and you know, what's the schedule for kids now? It's like 60 or 70. And it was like 19 when I was a kid, you know, when I was born. Um, so there's more and more junk that's getting put in us. And so these, you know, they might be purebreds uh, of some sort, pure human yeah. stock, uh, you know, as they say. But, you know, it's interesting, these, these attacks on, you know, people in Alabama, uh, you know, even Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, he, mm -hmm. he was under attack for having a uh, Calvary Chapel pastor lead uh, Congress in prayer. Right. And, you know, from Chino Hills, uh, you probably know a little bit more about it, uh, Brandon, being that you are a Calvary Chapelite. Yeah, well, uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs, and yeah, I, I grew up, I was dedicated by Pastor Chuck Smith when I was a baby, but I you know, haven't been a part of the that movement for a long time, but I've been thoroughly impressed by the Calvary Chapel churches. Um, they seem to be the ones that are most patriotic, the most um, resistant to tyranny of all of the churches out there. Um, there's other ones that are doing it, okay, of course, but I, I, you know, I, I'm surprised because they usually get... Um, they usually get attacked, you know, for being, you know, ex you know escapists because they believe in the rapture, you know. But what I've noticed is Calvary Chapel pastors have a very uh, elaborate um, eschatology that means the doctrine of end times. And they're expecting evil to rise up in the end and for American, uh, for Christians all over the world to resist evil, to occupy until the return of Christ. So I, 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 yeah, I've been blessed by Jack Hibbs ministry. He's a very powerful speaker. He really stands um, for truth. He just preaches the word, but he knows the history of this nation. And um, yeah, he just basically, what did, I think he prayed in the name of Jesus Christ, which, you know, Oh yeah. Our right heavenly happened, father. <laughs> that started the very beginning of the Paris and Congress were always prayed to Jesus Christ. So, yeah. They were they were pretty upset with him. He he did a couple no nos in their eyes. You know, there there's things you know it's supposed to be 150 words or less. He got that, but uh, you know you can't you have a father or mother or you know a gender uh, now. So you know our heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, talks about um, you know that we would turn to you before our you know our coming judgment. And they're like, judgment, oh my gosh, you know, and they're freaking out with it. You know, you're saying we're going to be judged. And and so they were upset with that. And wow. so they called him a, you know, a Christian nationalist. That's the new bad word, yes. Christian nationalist, you know. And uh, what is a Christian nationalist? Especially uh, you, Brandon, since you're writing a book on the founding, uh, you know, of this country. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what, is that a bad thing? 
Yeah, well, okay, so Christian nationalists, you know, before I jump right into that thing, they, you know, they were attacking and slandering him for doing what Americans have always done in this country in the Congress, which is pray to God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. So um, the Christian nationalist is a new slur campaign. Uh, it was used to be called fundamentalists, and then they would try to link us to fundamentalist Muslims and say, oh, they're all the same. Or they would use uh, they were the big one was the religious right, and they would create the right and the left paradigm, which is really a big thing to kind of just get keep us busy hating on each other rather than preaching truth and and seeing who's in control. But a Christian nationalist is basically someone who is a Christian who also loves their nation. So basically, every last every last one of the founding fathers would be considered a Christian nationalist. They were all deeply Christian. And they were all very patriotic. Um, but what they do is they try to link and blur words together because there's a whole thing of white nationalists, all these white nationalists. These are slanderous terms they created. And then, well, you know, only 14% of the country is black. So, you know, and then you've got well, some shade of white. Okay. The rest of the country. So, therefore, you're trying to say that the majority of Christians are white nationalists, Christian white nationalists so they use these words they kind of change one word or two just to kind of create a, an atmosphere and what's what just actually just came out i think a week or so ago was um, rob reiner's movie about christian nationalism which by the way completely flopped and didn't make any money and i think most people saw it for what it is it's just a smear campaign against christians and um because it's just attacking anybody who has a solid theological basis for what they believe so anyways, Christian nationalists, this is, this is another thing I would say. Can I not love my wife and my daughter also? Can I not love my friends? Yeah. Okay, these are all in the right order. I can love multiple things. And what they're trying to say is, oh, you guys are worshiping Donald Trump. You're, you're worshiping the nation, not Jesus. I'm like, wait a second. So I can't love Jesus and love my wife? Like I can only love Jesus? Like, I can't love God and Christ and 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 love the nation and love and before President Trump. So that's how it's all being created. It's a total smear campaign that the mainstream media is using to try to just beat Christians over the head. Right wing Christian nationalist J Sixer. Oh, you know, and it's and it's a campaign to try to create an atmosphere, mm -hmm. and it really is. It's and then it, some have actually come out and said that J Six was a smear campaign. Or no, they called it a publicity stunt put on by the Democrats. Well, it did more than just a publicity stunt. There are people in jail for three years right now, yeah. still in jail. So, yeah. 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 I, you know, what used to be called just a, a Christian who loved their, their country and every person should love their country regardless where they come from. That's just a love of country is, is a national, uh, pride that's good uh, and you want to improve your country and you want to occupy your your country so that it's uh influential and it's it's uh doing things that are helpful for people so what used to be christians who love their country have now become christian nationalists because if you name that your rights come from god all of a sudden you're not a christian you're a christian nationalist and and uh, they, they leave out the whole idea of the founding father and the founding documents that, um, that were making this proclamation very clear about our inalienable rights that come from God. We aren't given our rights from people. 
they come from the creator of our, our spirits. And so it's really the radical atheist globalists who are trying to, to crush our, um, the, the language that we use are trying to intimidate us and separate us and divide us by labeling us and silence us really. So yeah. if, if you're worried that, Oh no, there's going to be repercussions for you preaching the gospel or doing the second most important thing, defending the right to continue to preach the gospel. You know, you know, those are the two most important things, preach the gospel and, and keep this nation free. So you can preach the gospel. If you can get Christians to be quiet, then you can slowly take away their rights because they're not speaking out because that's the way you get things done in America is you talk about it, you debate it, you interact on it. And that's how you shift culture. That's how you win hearts and minds rather than going to guns and ammo. Okay. So why would this, so they want us to be quiet so that they can then rule and control and have dominion over our nation and i, I think it was even uh, wasn't it ron i think maybe you have a clip of mainstream media msnbc was saying how dare they say their rights come from yeah just play it yeah yeah the one thing that unites all of them because there's many different groups orbiting trump but the thing that unites them as christian nationalists not christians by the way because Christian nationalists is very different, mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The, the one thing. Yeah, Interesting. That's what yeah, the, the like, Declaration of Independence says. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, hold, we, these we, we hold these truths self -evident. self evident. Yeah. She forgot uh, a little civics class 101. Like, yeah, oh my endowed gosh. by our creator was a life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, it's like, so, did you it's not say it? Because a lot of the left, uh, they come from a lot of their background are the Jesuit uh, European um, immigrants who, who came in as, um, as those uh, that were as far as the the papacy, the, the Jesuits that were working for the Pope to try and shift America from being um, a, a, a republic under God uh, to get it back into the, uh, the, the big C Catholic Church of Europe in the 1700s is the reason uh, that the pilgrims came, that the Baptists came, that the various denominations came, is so that they could uh, worship God in a way that, that they chose, and they weren't going to be under the Inquisition uh, to have to follow the rules of uh, the state church of Europe. Yeah. Wow. So good. And, and, and I, you know, I do think that you, it has to be said over and over again. You almost need to really just be able to memorize the preamble to the Declaration of Independence, be able to to say exactly, you know, well, what does it say? Because it, 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 it says very clearly that these rights of self-rule come from God, not from any earthly authority. And I'm like, how um, corrupt do you need to be to be able to to miss that reality. Like I'm so sad how ignorant the poor lady is. I feel bad for her actually. If it wasn't yeah, so, well, she's so offended that yeah, that is like, the reality of many of us. It was bizarre. Those Trump people, they, those MAGA people, they, that were surrounded. And one thing they all have in common is they believe the rights come from God. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's kind of how it was founded. 
I, I was at least happy that she said for all people, not just white people or something, you know, so, yeah. so at least uh, she was accurate in that, that they believe that all people are endowed with these rights. So, yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. Maybe she's planted there to just like look so ridiculous that most people go, yeah, that's that's what it says in the Declaration of Independence. I'm going to say it real quick. because This is so good. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal and they're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And among these rights are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. If you take the life of a little girl in the womb, you are taking the life of a human. OK, that is violates self-evident rights okay that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed so the whole job of government is not to do your health care for you it is to give you to protect your rights and the rights of the weakest among us which would be children in the womb uh, babies, kids that are being uh, trafficked uh, for adrenochrome or whatever, that they're they're trafficking them for sex. Like anybody who can't defend themselves, their job is to protect their lives, their liberty, and their pursuit of happiness. That's government's job. Or, or to secure the border, which is which secures life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, all of these things. So whenever that form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it's the right of the people. And some would say the duty, the right and the duty of the people to abolish that government and to institute a new government laying uh, to its foundation on the such principles as the organizing its powers in such form that as to them shimmel shall seem most likely to affect their safety and their happiness. And of course, this is where you get, this is the Declaration of Independence. Now what's goes upon the top of that? The Constitution. That's the form of organization and principles to actually enact this philosophical foundation. So I, I think it's really important because I, I wasn't taught that in civic school. I don't know how many other people were. I know they're not teaching it today. So, yeah, good stuff. Well, how is the government uh, doing? Well, you know, uh, it, as far as when you were talking about the, the border and trafficking children, you know, we're supposed to protect these mm -hmm. rights. Um, you know, Dr. Phil actually was on Joe Rogan uh, this past week, and uh, I thought it was very interesting. If you want, I'm just going to play a little clip here. Yeah, play it. These children that are coming in with someone that says, I'm their mother, aunt, uncle, or whatever, we have no way of verifying that. We do not. We used to. Present, under, under President Trump, we had rapid DNA testing. That's been done away with. Are they given money, these people that are released into the country? So it's our taxpayers that ultimately facilitate the travel. But yes, travel is facilitated, and they are given all the necessities that they need. But that could be a trafficker. There's a very good possibility that they're being trafficked, that they're going into the sex industry, or they're being forced into the sweat shops and and we know that we're we, we knowingly are spending our tax dollars to sell children into sex trafficking how under any theory is that okay for us to be spending tax dollars to traffic children now this is the head guy on the border and i, I asked him when this went on a little more we went in more depth you know you're on camera here, right? You, you, you just said we're spending tax dollars to sell children into sex slavery. And he said, yeah. I said, why have you not talked about this? He said, nobody's ever asked me these pointed questions, but I'm grateful that you're asking them now. 
that's how out of control we are down there. We are we are paying money to take these children and sell them into sex slavery. They, they, they come in with these addresses written on their bodies, written on their arm, and we call up there and say, uh, do you know so-and-so? Yeah, yes, uh -huh, we're waiting for them. Okay, they'll be on a plane or a bus, and you need to pick them up. And, and I ask him, so some pimp or trafficker or whatever is picking them up up there, and he said, we are knowingly sending them up there for that. Wow. That's like Sound of Freedom, man. Like if you saw the movie Sound of Freedom, like one person steals the kid, then the other person gives it to the other person, then that person ships that kid through the crate to the, to the country where they're going to. The American government is the middleman for this. Yeah. These kids are being yeah. stolen from families or sold by families in South America or Venezuela, Colombia, or, you know, and then they're coming to the border and then we're sending them to their, the trafficker. Yeah. It's just bizarre. It's Evil. just bizarre. So anybody who's out there voting and for some reason still thinks they should be voting for uh, you know, a Democrat, just remember that the Democrats have really opened up this border. They have gotten rid of that rapid DNA testing where at least there was some form of proof. Um, you know, and so just that one topic alone uh, should be enough to get people to really reconsider uh, voting for somebody that's promoting trafficking versus somebody who's fighting traffic, uh, trafficking. And we know that President Trump was probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, uh, traffic fighter. Uh, he had more arrests under his watch than, and, than the last several presidents put together. I mean, he really upped it, yeah. um, you know, and he did everything. You tried to stop by putting a wall, and so you 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 stop the but the wall stops the flow, which stops the market. If if the wall is there and it's impenetrable, the market dies. Yeah, so, I think what was so powerful about this particular interview is we've seen a lot of the citizen journalists like uh, well, Lara Logan and uh, Michael Yan, who's down at the Darien gap we've seen people down there and we've seen uh, i guess um uh we have seen a, a few famous uh elon musk i mean he yeah. he did a yeah he, he went down there and he showed some things but this is really one of the first border guards that has spoken up a high level border guards that has spoken the, the reality of it and there's something in my spirit, you know, I heard this last night, I listened to this piece and I, I had a, a lot of trouble going to sleep last night and was praying and thought, what is it that we could do? Here is a data point fact that is obviously wrong and is anti against anything Americans uh, who love this country and love life and family and who love children are uh, against why is it not so clearly evident that it's a bipartisan absolutely no we are not going to let this travesty happen the the known pedophilia the known trafficking of children the known selling into um into even hard labor uh these precious precious little ones um this is uh, a picture 
Um, remember one of the things Trump said when he ran in the last election uh, in 2020, he said, they're not after um, me, they're after you. And he continues to say that. And this right. is a picture of a little girl uh, just just looking, an innocent, beautiful little one. And it says, mm -hmm. in reality, they're not after you, they're after me. And you need to be in the way. And I mean, this just struck my heart. And I want to be in the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the way in every way possible. And it's uh, it befuddles me that we as a nation, even if a small number of elites want to do these crimes against humanity, that we as a nation should be able to come together. And it's going to have to happen at the local and at the organic um, grassroots level, because those in our government have already shown they will not vote for closing the border bipartisanly. There's something wrong with the Republicans and there's something wrong with the yeah. Democrats in both the Senate and in the House. And there's something wrong <clears throat> with that man in the White House. It, and yeah. so we, as the people, have got to figure out how do we get in the way. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's really good, Chris. You know, this this is the, this is the battle of our time. I mean, he said something that was very striking. He said, "Well, no one's asked me the poignant questions." And I remember Ron, you were saying, "Well, you should be speaking out even if no one's asking you the question." But what he's pointing out is this: there are no mainstream journalists asking this question. Why okay. not? Because they're being controlled by the people yeah. who are doing this evil. Yep. The love of money is the root of all evil. And I just see it there. They're worried about their job, you know. And once in a while, you get someone whose conscience rises so high and they said, I can't do this anymore. And they become a whistleblower and then usually fired or laid off, you know, and um, yeah, persecuted in some way. Yeah. Yep. That, that, uh, that it is amazing. So anyway, I, I believe God's going to give us the answer, how we could each do our part to get in the way. Yes. Amen. Yep. And when that's the show is about tonight is the self-evident truth that the big truths are finally breaking through the media lies. Um, the self-evident truths are there's big wins happening right now. And I, you know, and truth is not always comfortable. Okay. In fact, it's very often not comfortable to hear the truth about what's really going on. But a lot of us just want to go, blah, 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 watch football. I don't care. I want to do something else in my life. You know, I'm too busy to actually be concerned about the fundamental things about human life and liberty. And, and, you know, you know, I, I, there's this phrase that Marcus Aurelius said, you know, give the people um, circuses and bread and they'll never revolt. You know, and, you know, because they, they're so fat and happy. They're so apathetic. And they, we got to wake this church up. I mean, that's one of the things about the letter to the American church is the Lutheran church, the Catholic church, the, the church that cares about human life needs to wake up because if we do not fight back. We don't use our voice. We'll lose our opportunity to use our voice very quickly. So this, these self-evident truths are winning big and we need to, we need to shout it from the rooftops. We, the, the lies are being dismantled. And I think, you know, one of the big ones going back to what kind of started the whole thing for me is these jabs are proven to be toxic and deadly and not as safe and effective as they said they were. 
Yeah, definitely. In fact, uh, you know, I got it something on those jobs if you want. Uh, this was a huge uh, bombshell, I thought, last week uh, that it came out. So let me uh, let me just play that. Yeah, just the big the big study. Yeah, it's Let's a huge. It. I think it's the largest of its kind. No lives were saved by the COVID-19 injection, yeah. says researcher and scientist Dennis Rangler. These are the deaths that happened in Malaysia. It's a country in Southeast Asia. Scientists wanted to study what happened to the overall death rate during the pandemic. The deaths clearly increased, but look, this is where the pandemic was declared, and this is when the vaccine program rolled out. Same thing happened in nine other countries. Here's Australia. Yep, 21 to 23. 21 to 23 during the vaccinations. The, the numbers went big. Philippines. Singapore. Singapore, same numbers, 21 to 23, excess deaths. Thailand. After Thailand. studying over a dozen countries in the Southern Hemisphere, the scientists concluded that after 13 and a half billion COVID vaccines that were given out worldwide, 17 million people lost their lives from vaccines alone. And the death rate data for the elderly was just shocking. Welcome to Frontline Health. I'm Dan Skorbak. In a new report that's yet to be peer-reviewed, Canadian scientists looked at the pandemic from a thousand-foot view. They wanted to see how much the pandemic affected all-cause mortality. You see, the virus can kill in many ways, not just from the visible infection symptoms. If you want to find the real cause of death, you have to dissect each and every single person who died for any reason and looked at the body under a microscope. Then you can see if they died from COVID or not. On the other hand, the authors explained you can look at the big picture, the metadata, meaning look at the all-cause mortality, which basically means that the scientists remove the reasons for the deaths and look at death itself as a measure. Did more people die in this period of time? Then it's easy to tell if our approach to solving the pandemic worked on a population level or it didn't. So the best way to measure what happened during the pandemic is to look at all-cause mortality. And these scientists were also interested in how the data turned out during another event, specifically during the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines. You see, their initial research showed some shocking correlations between vaccine rollout and people dying. But some people argued that it might be just a seasonal effect. For example, the vaccines were rolled out in some countries in January and February, and that coincides with the flu season. So this time, the scientists looked at a much larger subset of data and measured what happened in the countries that had vaccines rolled out in different seasons, even during summer. Well, it's interesting how this is all playing out. Anyway. So this is on, uh, so uh, JT on And We Know. Is this the least, most recent one, the February 26th one? Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, he just put that one out. LT from uh, And We Know. Uh, you can get the full video um, and I'll put it in our show notes. It's on uh, Telegram. And unfortunately, Telegram, you can't even control the stop and go button. Right. And uh, it goes to full screen. So we couldn't get it on. And so I had to, I had to kind of take it off of uh, And We Know's uh, video, which is a great, uh, a great resource. If, if you're looking for a good truth teller, uh, yes. andweknow.com. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah, I think what you're thinking about, uh, Brandon, is uh, they also, Vigilant Fox came out with an adverse effects study of the COVID vax, and that actually looked at mortality rates by, um, by symptoms, by myocarditis, pericarditis, uh, brain swelling, clotting, 
uh, Guillain-Barre's uh, syndrome and uh, various things like that. So it looks like two studies came out at the same time, wow. both showing very similar things that the, the metadata of the, the uh, one that was just the study that was just shown showed a spike in the death rates when, not when COVID hit, but when the vaccine was given. And uh, this other um, this other report that was brought out by Vigilant Fox shows that the uh, adverse effects from the specific Moderna and AstraZeneca and other shots, first and second doses, uh, how much they were increased in the population uh, after the the vaccinations were given. So and, and the increase was like, multiple. Yeah, multiple they were, they times. Were, they were saying myocarditis, pericarditis. Those are all just a little bit, teeny bit. Just a few people will get that, and it's not that big deal. But it, what you're saying is, it was like six times what they said, or yeah, yeah, in the That's hundreds right. of percent more, four hundred percent, seven hundred percent more. Uh, and so, but yet the mainstream media advertise it as slightly higher, uh, you know, a little bit higher. And and I, I wish I could find it because it was almost a week ago when I when I found this, but. Uh, they showed all of the mainstream media's posts, you know, New York Times, all those guys. How did they spin it? And it was just, oh, we found it was a slight increase. And then when you look at the numbers, it was multiple times. I mean, multiple. And so it was uh, pretty shocking to see the difference between what was yeah, reported and what it really was. It was alarming and very statistically significant numbers of differences. And that didn't even take into account uh, the increase in cancer rates after vaccinated. And uh, we know that right now we are seeing an unprecedented number of young people Turbo. getting very rapid growing cancers that have not been seen before in our medical history. Yeah, they're calling those turbo cancers, basically, right? Because it's young people getting it who don't normally get it and they're getting it fast and it's killing people quickly. Yeah. And then, of course, if you watch um, the film uh, Died Suddenly, you know, there's there's like stuff they're pulling out of people's bodies that are just this substance, this calamari feeling substance that's clogging their arteries. And they don't even know what what it is. And I, I think really what it comes down to is that um, there were some of the shots that weren't deadly. There's a percentage of the shots that weren't deadly, but there was a significant percentage that were deadly and they were deadly for different reasons which means that they they were doing multiple types of experiments on the human population. Yeah. I mean, there was reports of finding, you know, organisms, bioorganisms in some of the shots. Right? Yeah, uh, the nanoparticles and then, uh, yeah, the, the things that were actually there of the herpes virus and the, the HIV virus and COVID virus itself within the vaccines. I know... Um, I did early on in COVID, they actually, when the deaths first started in with the shots, one of the early studies showed by lot number some of the variabilities, and they were able to figure out by geographic locations across America and other parts of the world where there were these clusters of deaths, of sudden, sudden events of death. 
And they were able to figure out statistically through these checking on lot numbers. And so that became a, a part of the study program too. Yes. Uh, I believe there was a gentleman named Paracor and he actually um, sent out, uh, he actually showed, like you said, the there was spikes beyond deadly and there, and there were certain batches that were toxic and then certain batches that were might might have just been saline literally you know you know and people will say to me now oh man how do i get this stuff out of my body well first of all you might have got a saline or or you or you might have got you might have stuff in your body so you should get tested you know and checked i mean i know people i knew two people right now in my life who well we'll cut two or three people that have died and suddenly and even a pastor friend of mine who's really sick um got has a early stages of Parkinson's, which apparently neurological disorders are part of the vaccine reactions. So jab reactions, YouTube, jab. Yep. Yep. So uh, time will tell, but uh, these studies are coming out. And so that's part of the waking up and the truths that are becoming available. And these are the types of things we need to share with those that we love because, uh, there, it's going to um, help uh, not to alarm them, but to to alarm them enough to wake them into the idea that it's a difficult yeah. concept that our government or uh, the the agencies that are tasked to protect us could actually be causing us harm. And we look at the WHO, uh, we look at Tedros and the the people behind him. And we know very well they're the Bill Gates, they're the WEF, they're the globalists and the uh, Klaus Schwabs who've already told us very clearly what their agenda is, that if they can vaccinate enough people, they might be able to wipe out 10 to 15 percent of the world population or more. And that's part of their goal. Yeah. Yep. They're... uh... They're at war. They're at war with us. You know, uh, when Jesus said, know the truth and the truth will set you free, it's interesting because he had almost had to sell uh, truth. You know, if if truth were always fun and, you know, and encouraging and, oh, that's that's awesome, you wouldn't have to say, hey, know the truth. Know it. It'll set you free. He's right. like, he almost had to say, hey, some truths are not easy to uh, digest. Right. They're not maybe uh, as welcomed. Mm-hmm. You know, some people don't want to hear it. But this is the fruit of knowing the truth. Knowing the truth will set you free. And so it's interesting that he said that. You know, it's not like, hey, here's cake and ice cream. You know, it's like where everybody has a sweet tooth. It's it's sometimes it's a hard truth, but it ultimately will set you free. Uh, you know, if you know that there, if you took the shot, um, you know, and 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 you you see these statistics, yeah, that might be something you may not want to hear. But at the same time. You, at least you know the truth, and now you have a way to work with it. You know, yeah, how can I detox? consent. You can make some determinations for yourself. Yeah, yeah. and you can address it. You know, there it, it's not hopeless. I mean, one, you'll know how to pray. Two, there are people doing protocols to how to, uh, right. to clean people out. But if you don't know if anything's wrong, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, the shot's fine. You know, I'm okay. Well, you may be a ticking time bomb, or you may not be. But you know, at least you know. That's good. What do you got here? uh, This gentleman in France, he's actually at Napoleon's tomb. He's got a Space Force hat on. 
Um, I just thought this was a fantastic uh, piece. I want to play what he's play what he has to say. We had somebody on social media, and he's wearing a Space Force U.S. Space Force hat. And just uh, pay attention to what this guy says. Stop. Bonjour, Monsieur. I'm now speaking English. Um, I'm addressing you from Napoleon's tomb. I'm addressing former President Alain Berset of Switzerland, President Macron, um, former President and Foreign Minister Cassis, and Mr. Schwab and Tedros. Napoleon Bonaparte, that's his tomb, said, never interrupt your enemy when he makes a mistake. Well, let me tell you, gentlemen, what is coming next is a virus and we will not have a vaccine. It's called the Space Force and you will soon find out what it means. I don't wish you a happy new year for what you have done to humanity. And I say, sempre supra, au revoir, goodbye. Wow. Nice. Yep. He knows something we don't know for sure, but he, he sounds like he might know something and it, it sounds encouraging. And we've heard it all along by places like, and we know that Space Force, which Donald Trump had created, uh, is in charge of cybersecurity and in charge of the internet and in charge of information. And uh, even the other parts of the government or uh, the military had handed over what they did in that area to Space Force. And well, Trump says I that we have it all. We have it all. We have yep. we have all the evidence. So I, I think what's happening is if you think about what he said about that, you know, don't interrupt your enemy when he's making his mistakes. Uh, it's almost like they're letting this play out so that those people think they won and they'll continue to do more of the evil to indict themselves while they surveil the evil so that then they can turn around and show the American public what they've been doing. That's what I believe is going on. I, I, you know, in some ways I hope is going on because the chaos that we've seen ensue has been so hard to bear at times. But I do believe that, you know, there's that phrase, the white hats were in control. I do hope and believe that is true. Uh, I know the man who wears the white robe and the shine, his hair shines like, glory in his eyes like blazing fire is in control so i know that's coming there is judgment coming from from the king of kings and lord of lords uh but i sure hope that there's some white hats on the on the ground even now uh, enacting justice uh against some of the evil that's been perpetrated um, and we are doing are seeing justice shift right and we're there's some justice going on right now in some of those court cases yes there is yes, yeah. yes. uh one of them was uh fanny the big fanny she, uh, you know, her big claim, uh, for those who don't know, she's a uh, attorney general going after Donald Trump and um, a, another New York fiasco. But uh, she got put on trial herself. And one of the things uh, they found was that she had hired uh, a guy named Wade and they were lovers. And so he got this preferential treatment. I'm going after Trump got paid like twice as much, had no RICO uh, background, racketeering background. Uh, so it was really an odd thing. And then they find out, hey, you know, they're lovers and he left his wife and, you know, they're going on all these excursions everywhere and she's paying them cash and he's paying for it up front and then he's getting reimbursed uh, by cash and then he got so much money. Anyway, the whole thing, hinged off of, well, this happened and, and you caught us on that, but 
this all happened, um, you know, our relationship, uh, romantic relationship happened after I got the job. Well, not, not so sure. It looks like they had like 2000 phone calls uh, before he got hired and, you know, calls from the home and, and emails uh, suggesting that they had a very romantic uh, relationship before he got hired. So what that's, that, what that's saying is they both lied under oath because they both claimed, oh, no, no, he got the job before we were, we were an item. In fact, they were an item first. And, and then that was part of the fringe benefits, you know. Uh, hey, I'll give you this uh, to per, you know go after Trump. I'll give you the position to do it. But they lied under oath. So we'll see what happens. It, you know, it's a pretty obvious one. But you know, the truth will set us free. And the truth was made known. I don't know why these people continue to do such crazy things, knowing they have skeletons in their own closet. But I think uh, you know, as the Bible says, pride comes before the fall. And I think they were very prideful. They're like, look at what we can do. Look at the power we have. We could take down the most powerful man in the world, the president, the former president of the United States. And they were just drunk on power. Uh, and they they should have looked at their own, you know, the sin that they have. Take the, what, the log out of your own eye before you look at your brother's speck in his eye, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and there is nothing in Donald Trump's eye. You know, he's innocent. Uh, but... They didn't even look at their their own issues. So. Yeah. Also, in that uh, the the Atlanta Fannie Willis uh, case, that they Breitbart just came out with a report that a um, they think they found the Biden administration plant that was in Willis's office, and uh, his name's Jeff DeSantis, and basically. He's the connection. We know that uh, the records of the White House show that uh, Fannie Willis, she visited the White House at least, I, I'm pretty sure it was over a dozen times. And so her name is on the visitor's log. And also the, um, the grand jury selection was made by, um, by pulling um, the the grand jurors from voter registration data. And so they, uh, they were able to manipulate the democratic voters, um, to be on the grand jury as grand jurors for the Trump case based on their voter registration. So they uh, that's what Breitbart has just, uh, broken that story recently. And so that's another piece of truth is going to come out uh, you can only lie for so long before the lies catch you in the weave that you, uh, the web that you're weaving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good truth uh, coming out. You know, I mean, I don't wish ill on anybody, but if, man, if you're a slimy, backstabbing, cheating, you know, wheeler dealer, lunchbox dealer, it's good that you, uh, <laughs> you get caught, you know? And so I, I'm happy. Yeah. That, uh, uh, I'm wondering when Nathan Wade, her lover, is going to turn on her because it's it's um it's getting hot there. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he he uh, turns state evidence pretty soon. Oh, I'll we'll definitely cover that if that happens. <laughs> With a little well, uh, any more on the the big Fanny romance getting a. Uh having the huge uh, calls, thousands of calls out. I mean, is there any more about that? Or we want to jump to uh, 
some good news about a big losses in South Carolina or big wins. Yeah. yeah let's South do Carolina. the South Carolina. Uh, you know, I think it, there's some really good stuff. I mean, you know, there was a big, uh, buildup with, uh, you know, Nikki Haley. She, she refused to get out of the race and everyone's like, it's over, you know? And, uh, I mean, she has the right to do what she wants. That's fine. But, uh, you know, people, people are shutting her down. I mean, even uh, I got a little 10 second clip of just uh, right before South Carolina, just how Fox treated her because she's like living in an altered state of reality. Yes, reality. Uh, you know, here, here we go. You know, why don't you just interview uh, Nikki Haley? Well, here's a clip from her here recently. How do you win your first state? I mean, it's amazing to say I haven't won a state yet. <clears throat> You've only had three states that have voted. Well, it's not amazing. We need South to go Carolina's ahead and let winner take all. Yeah. So, I mean, she's, she's, I don't know. She thinks she's won some States or something. She's like, how do you win your first state? Well, it's funny. You say I haven't won any States. It's like, well, yeah, no, you, you haven't, uh, you know, I just thought that was she's, she's looking a little less like a cheerleader and she's looking more like, I want to figure out how to get out of this thing, but my financiers aren't letting me leave yet. So yeah. it, did it, lose one big one after this loss um, over the weekend. So it, it's, it's starting at least, um, which, uh, but, you, you know, know she, she ran the race card, you know, she, she was saying, Oh, you know, grow, growing up as a Brown person in this area, um, you know, I was persecuted, blah, blah, blah. And so they went down to that town. They interviewed all kinds of minorities, you know, mostly African-Americans are like, no, nah, nobody's racist here. Everything's good. I never, felt racism at all. And they interviewed a ton of, you know, African-Americans and, you know, she, so she was trying to play something that didn't really exist. Um, the town's like, no, we get along all good. You know, it's a small yeah. town. So, yeah, well, well, it is a good question. Wondering why she's not going to be stepping out and uh, praying medic actually posted on truth social, um, and on X that, uh, he had four theories. He said, uh, uh, the candidates drop out of the race when they run out of money. And Haley is backed by a military industrial complex, which has an endless supply of cash. So yeah. that's one reason she hasn't left. Think of this, Ukraine. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, where's that money right. going? That's right. And then the second is the cover story for the normies is that the Trump might end up in jail. So we need a second GOP candidate. So she would be the only one left standing. And so by by default, she'd get in uh, or Trump will be the only one will be removed from the campaign. Uh, and some people are, you know, they're very concerned that the brutality of the left would uh, try to kill him. So it might be it by assassination, which isn't really out of the question. I mean, that's one reason why we all need to be praying for him. Yeah. So his safety is uh, it's no doubt that uh, many presidents have been taken out by those CIA types that don't want them in. Um, and so so that's another thing. The regime needs to keep the focus off Biden as long as possible. And uh, she's kind of keeping it as a tiff for taff against Trump. So um, they, they're trying to keep Haley and Trump in the highlights in the, uh, the, the news rather than Biden. And then number four, the regime wants to divert as much GOP cash away from Trump as possible 
And uh, Haley does that. And so not give Trump, because I do believe um, the GOP, all the GOP money would go to the only GOP candidate if that were the end. So all of Haley's GOP money would then divert to Trump. Yeah. Those are some pretty interesting, uh, you know, interesting ways of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, well, that's a positive way of looking at that last one. You know, the money, the money she's got, it's going to be going to Donald Trump. So if we hold out a little longer, she did, he doesn't get all her money. Yeah. yeah. Have a few more dinners and campaign parties. Well, it, apparently some people think that, you know, her major get donors are Democrats. So in reality, they're yeah. draining the money from the Democratic donors that would otherwise go to Biden. So it's like maybe she should stay in for a little longer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think it's going to age well for her. That's what I, I think. I think she'll be a laughing stock. They'll look back and say, what were you thinking? Yeah, Koch is the first. Koch is the first business to backed group. Koch businesses to pull its financial support. Um, I'm not familiar with what Koch does, but that's it's a major corporation. Yeah, she's going to lose a few donors in the next few weeks too, and so we get to you know California's got a, a big primary coming up next. Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. Yeah. And so make sure you get out there and vote. Um, and uh, so don't stay home. Yes. We've got, uh, we've got some campaigns going on locally that both Brandon and myself are in. Yep. And so I'm uh, there, also, I'm there. Vote this for is them. an important uh, presidential primary uh, race. And there are also a few measures in California that are going to be on the ballot. Here we are in March and all the results won't take place until 2025. Right. So it feels so far away, but you have to start, uh, start thinking about it now. So make sure you don't stay home from the polls as though um, your vote won't count. Uh, So you need to get out there, vote locally, think globally, do your part uh, there's some power in it and get a feel of what's going on in the polls. Talk to your neighbors and uh, be a part of the system, not the, the Luciferian system, the voting system that was meant for our good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't win if we don't vote. Right. We don't we don't win if we don't put forth the best candidates possible. You know, it, there's a, plenty of studies that have come out saying that, you know, that so many evangelical Christians don't actually vote that literally if just all the evangelical Christians voted, uh, we'd win every election in California. Okay. Yes. So, and, and that you would think of oh, California's lost. Well, it's only lost because you believe it's lost and their whole tactic is to make you feel demoralized. So you will believe it's lost. You'll stay apathetic. You'll stay discouraged and you won't get involved. And if they can keep you apathetic or discouraged they win so if we literally just get everybody out and vote who actually believes for truth and righteousness who wants to see this nation restored this this you know the state restored we win but you, right. but you can't keep looking and down in the mouth and oh sad and oh my goodness we we're never going to win these things like oh everybody's super liberal yeah sure there's a bunch of liberal people but there's actually a large conservative contingent that just is too scared to say anything because they whack you with Christian nationalists yes. as soon as you speak out 
As soon as you start speaking up, I mean, I, I get emails from pastors telling me, oh, Brandon, you're doing this, you're doing that. Oh, you're, aren't your eyes on Christ? Are they? I'm like, yeah, they're on Jesus. But Jesus is like, hey, you, you, nothing you get. You have to pick up your cross daily and follow me. It's hard. You got to fight. You got to like speak out against. I mean, I was interacting with somebody just recently and I was like, you know, there's no place like in the New Testament where, where there's preaching that doesn't include repentance. Right. Like repenting, like we have to repent from our ev our evil ways, right? So you know, if we just want to like preach a gospel that doesn't require anything of me, and that's not the gospel, you know. Yeah, God, Jesus paid it all, but we still have to walk it out, and we still have to fight. Right. It's kind of like the Israelites, you know. God said, "All right, I'm going to give you this land. It's going to be yours. It's going to go in milk and honey. It's awesome, great, Israelites. It's yours. Now go fight." What? I thought you were going to give it to us. Yeah, but there's like some people in it. You got to go drive them out the malachites and the and the philistines you know and they fought 31 or 33 battles and lost one the, the 32 of the battles they won the one they lost lost was the one because they there was sin in the camp and they they failed right so we just have to remember that jesus is giving us like he's saying yeah all heaven and earth has been given unto me all authority has been given unto me and i'm giving it to you but you got to go step into it you actually have to actuate it and fight so yeah. You know, it's really driven home. I, I was watching uh, The Chosen, you know, uh, episodes four, five, and six that are at the theaters. I saw it in two shifts because it was like uh, three hours and 40 minutes long. So I, I saw two thirds of it one time. And a couple of days later, we went on a cheap night and saw the last third. Uh, but, you know, it's getting really intense. And he was fighting the political. You know, everyone thinks, oh, he was just fighting religious leaders. No, it was actually the political religious leaders you know you had scribes pharisees sadducees some of them were lawyers mm -hmm. interpreting law oh, yeah. and the law of the land and they got involved with the romans they wanted to get the romans to to you know to kill them and i mean he's in the temple and you know it's really interesting it really drove home they started getting so angry it just started picking up rocks right there mm -hmm. and they started throwing rocks you know and one of the apostles got hit in the head and they had to carry him off quickly and they kind of were like running running for their lives, like, hey, not today, you know, you're not going to kill me today, but yeah. it was intense. And, you know, and so, you know, if we were to go our time to go and we go before the Lord and he said, what did you do to fight evil? Well, you know, I was really, I was kind of scared because they, you know, they're going to call me a Christian nationalist. And well, what about voting? Did you go and vote? You know, there were people that died and gave you that right to vote righteousness into the land because we're called to be mm. a discipler of nations to disciple nations to show them what is right and wrong according to my word so what did you do did you vote for a righteous person or not well i didn't vote i you know i just didn't think we were going to win but but if everybody yeah, i wanted to get was, ready for the rapture and hunker down <laughs> yeah it's all going to burn anyway you know and it's just so it's like what is the lord going to say to you I mean, are you a Christian? Are is that part of the duty? Is to to make sure it's not on my watch, you know, that that evil will prevail. We're gonna fight it. Yeah. And I'm not talking about grabbing arms and blowing away people. I'm talking about fighting in the ballot box. We've been given that opportunity. Yeah. And you know, so we need to fight that way and we need to do it no matter what. If you and think fight there's nobody by saying else, no, no to yeah. evil when there is obvious evil. In yeah. front of you, like that trafficking situation, you need to say no. No, we're not going to tolerate that. It will not happen. That's yeah. not okay with us. 
I mean, there's lies and lies and lies, and we have to expose those lies. You know, and here's a list of lies. Just you know, we had CPAC last this past week. We had many great speakers, uh, even an El Salvadorian president talked about how he cleaned out his country. Uh, we also had the pre- president uh, Mile from Aust- Aust- um, Argentina. Uh, you know, make uh, Argentina great again. I saw a clip of him and Trump, but uh, Tom Benton. Uh, he, he really had some really, it was off the tip of his tongue, just the things that we have to put up with. Let me just share that real quick. Just a little clip. CPAC. He just sent us a nice uh, reminder in a few seconds about the hoaxes. Judicial watch protected Trump and our Republic from the worst corruption scandal in American history by exposing the FISA abuse, abuse, the Comey corruption and the seditious conspiracy against Trump by the FBI and DOJ. Obama knew, Clinton knew, Comey knew, Biden knew, Brennan knew, McCabe knew, Strzok knew, Clapper knew, Schiff knew, the FBI knew, the DOJ knew, the CIA knew, the State Department knew, they all knew Trump was innocent, but they smeared and spied on him anyway. Worse than Watergate. Trump is a crime victim. Let's remember that. The crime victim. Yep. And so, you know, we need to be reminded sometimes these are the things that are happening on our watch. And people like Tom Fenton is out there exposing what is yeah. happening. And, you know, it goes in Ephesians. It says, you know, have nothing to do with the deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. We are called to expose these things as as Christians. And so I would yeah. I would hope yeah. that uh, you get on board and try to do that. And so part of it is just relaying the message. I mean, we just got that clip off of Van We Know again. And, and, and forward it, those that haven't watched and we know, and they, they watch us, at least they got to hear it. So you don't have to do all the investigation and, and the heavy lifting. Right. There's plenty of people that have done that already. We just need to get the word out and hopefully more and more people will hear it for the first time and wake up. Yeah. And Tom Fenton, he just finished that speech so strong. You know, he, he works relentlessly in the judicial system as a judicial watchdog. And he ended up saying, fight for America. It is never futile. It's our duty to stand strong for children and for the generations to come. It's the American way. So get up, stand up for freedom, stand up for the, against the extreme left, stand up for our borders and sovereignty, stand up against corruption, stand up for transparency, stand up for our children, stand up for life and for the rule of law, stand up for free speech and your God-given rights, stand up for the Constitution and the American Revolution for liberty that it presents. We have no choice but to win. And you all, he was speaking to us as people who could have been in the audience or observers, you all must be the heroes for the Republic. Wow. Amen. Good stuff. I pray for Tom. I do. He's, uh, he's on that list. You know, I pray for truth tellers, but he's, he's not just a truth teller. He's a FOIA warrior, Mm -hmm. a freedom of information act. He's the one that's always putting out requests for the paperwork behind the scenes that the government has, they're supposed to give it to us. And most of the time they do, but, but a lot of times they don't, uh, even though they're supposed to, and he's the one out there. Uh, you know, maximizing FOIA. And so that's his specialty. And uh, he helps the body or the rest of us by doing that. You know, new papers reveal this, uh, you know, so 
And that's where truth comes from too, right? Government documents generally are pretty accurate. It's part of the system, whether it's good or bad, they write it down and, you know, and so he's the one that's, he's the ground, you know, ground zero of some of the truth that's coming out. So thank God for, for him, people like him. So anyway, I think we are getting close to the end. Is there anything you want to do the uh, top 10 vigilance? Uh, well, I, I was just going to say, you know, this is the thing I think we need to realize is that they're gonna, there's going to be backlash. They're going to attack you. Like, just get ready. Like to stand up, you got to count the cost to stand up for truth. You're going to be attacked. I mean, that, uh, that, that Supreme court judge was it Thomas Park Parker, you know, he's already being attacked Tom, you know, Tom Fitton, he's attacked all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack Hibbs in the Capitol and, uh, Mike Johnson, they're attacked. If you stand, stand up for truth, you're going to be attacked. And but that there's never a place in the Bible where um, the disciples said, oh, well, maybe we just shouldn't speak out. Like maybe we shouldn't preach the gospel. You know, I, I, you go back, you know, it's like Stephen preached the, the gospel and he was stoned. You know, John the Baptist was beheaded. Jesus was crucified. The apostles were beaten. They were, you know, they but they spoke the truth, even if it was uncomfortable. Um, they they called the nation, they called the nation of Israel, they called the people of that time to repent and believe the good news. And that to tell people they need to change their mind, which is what repentance means. Change your mind. You wake up, get out of the funk you're in. You're under a spell of witchcraft. You need to break out of it and speak up. And we're all susceptible to that fog. Okay. That's the fog of war. We're all susceptible to this. Well, I really just want things to go back the way they were. Well, they're not. They're not going to go back the way they were. We're in a war. Now, it's not a physical bombs falling out of the sky much war, although there are some pretty bad stuff going on. But but as an American, do you want to wait until you can't speak before you actually try to speak? Or how about while you actually can speak out? So I just want to encourage, you know, we have the... We have the written documents on our side. We have the Declaration of Independence. That we hold these truths to be self-evident that God, all men, women are created equal. Okay, so we know that our authority comes from God. It doesn't come from government. We know that our our ability to rule ourselves, we the people, comes from God, not from government. We know the rights we have. We you can stand on God because the founding fathers did when they made their assertions of truth. So stand on and don't let people tell you, oh, that's the Bible. Oh, that's religion. Oh, you're a Christian nationalist. Don't give into that weak sauce argumentation. Mm-hmm. It's not true. They're going to throw it at you to see if they can stop you with it. And you just smile and go, oh, okay. And then you just go on to keep speaking truth because um, we're going to be under attack. And But God, but God is in control. It's not gonna, We're not going to have to deal with stuff that is beyond what we can handle. You know, And, and the Lord is... The Lord is protecting us and defending our cause and his truth is defending our cause. That's right. Amen. That's beautiful. Good stuff. Well, we guess we'll close with that. What do you say? Yeah, yeah I think we're, we're, we're 15, yeah. 20 minutes past hour. We got other things we can talk about. I tell people, go ahead and read uh, Vigilant Talk, the top 10 things they failed to tell you this week. Uh, we try to read, I try to read that every week. Uh, go watch LT on And We Know. Uh, great uh, praying medic there's a lot of truth tellers out there get fill your mind with the truth even if it's it's uncomfortable Um, we're we're gonna win if we don't give up man that's right well we will see you next week with another show Uh, thanks for joining us like us 
Eric. Goodbye. God bless.